You know, uh, you know, I'm not one for conspiracy theories. And we're off. Trey and Kevin change the world. Trey and Kevin change the world. One podcast at a time. So hey, we're uh, we're we're. we're we're up on iTunes now. We're live, and people are actually downloading. Know, us. We're up on iTunes. It's kind of cool, right? Uh, I've heard, I've heard all bad reviews from me, and all good reviews about you. Oh, really? Well, I, I, I think you are good at. No, no, no. We're not even doing this. Yeah, we're That's not. That's all this. we're to say about that. Yeah, because that you better keep that in. <laughs> yeah, we're not I'll doing it. I'm like, I wasn't gonna really. Com- Seriously, I'll, I'll- you're. Uh, I would no. I would compliment you, man. You have a great. You're like the uh, Johnny Carson of. Uh, I am your Ed McMahon. I like that. I like that. I like that old school. Oh, that's... Yeah, but people won't know what that no, is. No, they won't. Some people uh, won't know what that is. We love that. I love that. I love Johnny Carson. I love that old stuff. Um, And somebody heard it, and I didn't tell you this, and approached me because of this show to be on their show. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool how so it that was cool. Out. Oh, you got one too, didn't you? You did too, yeah. right? It was kind of a serious one, but they wanted to get inside... Uh, people's heads that do specific things and i learned a lot just from listening to them ask me questions they're real on point and they kept me on track which is you know hard to do um and it's really hard for you and i isn't yeah, it because we just because we can see squirrel we just start, we just start on a tangent and, eh, that's what we do or i can't even ask a question without a four minute wind up what with who me no yeah if i'm asking someone a question like some of the people we've had on i'm listening to myself oh. ask for four minutes oh. try to ask one simple question what did you drink coffee today yeah <laughs> where did you grow up you know i can't just ask the question you know you know uh you know i'm not one for conspiracy theories that's your game that's your jam it's not my jam but i definitely know that and we, you should know this too that we're not being told the right things probably 95% of the time from people up above us probably it, it may be 99% of the time that's my belief man I sat next to a plane I told you the story a thousand times probably years ago uh 2000 now like 10 years ago maybe 2010 maybe 2009 I was sitting on a plane next to a girl um it looked like a like a college kid it looked like a college kid right I just happened to look over at her 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 papers and she, uh, it was all about neurology and stuff, right? So the, the, after the, the, uh, the stewards came by and gave us drinks, I just said, hey, you know, I noticed your papers. I wasn't trying to, but you, about neurological stuff and scientists. I have Huntington's disease. She goes, oh. She goes, that's well, I'm, I'm studying, you know, I was actually studying to be a neurologist. And she got what she had found out when she went through all these schoolings and everything that basically at the end of the line, when she was trying to become a doctor of whatever she wanted to do, they basically said, we're going to keep people sick. Who said that? Who said that? This kid, this, this kid. Who said that goes, to her? Her, when she, they're, they're, they, there's all this stuff in the pipeline. She said, there's people that know that there's all these things. I'm just, I'm just saying, and people make more money when people are sick. Right, but I. That's just but, fact. Uh, you know, Hold on one second. So she goes, she was so disheartened. She quit the program. And she went. And now she's going into uh, into science, neurology. Like with Huntington's, for example, it's it's, it's pretty rare uh, on the scale yeah. of diseases or or you know uh, conditions, right? There's not a lot of money at the end game, maybe to 
research that. It takes a lot of funding. So I think a lot of things, I don't know enough about it, but I always, you know, I've heard someone say it's not, it's not sexy enough to, uh, to pour all that money into yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like it where yeah. some other things are obviously affect more people. So they get on it quicker, but the, the big companies aren't going to spend the money to, to go after a problem that's relatively small on the scale of something like Huntington's, you know, as serious as it is and uh, important as it is, the end game isn't as much. That's why it's taken so long, right, to get people on board, you know, because they're like, what's that? I never heard of it. Exactly. Uh, well, that along with the, the bad thing is, the bad and the good about that is, the bad is, you're right, very, very few. You know, now there's some TV people who have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That The good thing is, it's all related, related to, like, you know, um, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's true, and ALS true. and MS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, now that that's becoming aware of that, there's more legitimacy in the, the sense that, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever that means. So we had this guy. Uh-oh. We had this guy up here, these two guys up here, get the wise idea of starting a Facebook musicians page hit for here locally. Okay. To basically slam bar owners right now when everybody's not working, saying they haven't, they're getting paid the same amount that they got paid in the '80s. That you know, the, the <laughs> night rates the same. The, you know, beer they, you know, beer costs more now, so oh you know goodness. we should make more. This guy, these two guys were actually so they invite me to the group. I see it. All I want to do is make a comment. I can't make a comment unless I join the group. I'm not going to join the group. So Chappie, you know, our dear friend Chappie, they invite Chappie. Chappie joins the group. So then sees what's going on, so then invites me and Paul in. <laughs> I don't go. Paul goes in and invites all the bar owners in. Nice. So all the bar owners get on. And basically, they don't bring any people. Their wives come and that's oh, it. Oh, perfect. And maybe yeah. a couple of their friends. So And they're each making 100 bucks and whatever. Had a crowd and played the big bars Friday and Saturday nights. You'd make the money. You just, you're not good enough to make that money or... You're not doing what needs to be done, you know, to make guess that money. what the same rule applies to local knucklehead band. Sorry, all the way up to Brooks and Dunn. You don't oh, you don't bring the yes. people in the room. It's game over. Whether you're Brooks and Dunn or whether you're the local band who bring in three people, you got to put people in the building. Uh, Another great point about that. So he goes on and on. Finally, he you know takes it down and apologizes. He but he's really a how oh, dude. You know who you are, and it's funny. But it's also the same as making – we talk about this all the time, making records. Jeff King talked about it, uh, using samples and, you know, you know, da, 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 you know, they don't want to pay a producer. They don't want to pay – you know, they want to make a record but not do it the right way. But this, but also ties into, yeah, you're not bringing people in, you don't get paid. It's all relative to what are you bringing in? I'm all about fair pay, for sure, you know, for the same job. Of course, of course. But, you know, local band is going to get paid the same as Brooks and Dunn. Not going to happen. Right. Uh, right. Hey, you fill an arena with 10,000 people, your paycheck's going to change. Uh, exactly. It's as simple as that. I mean, uh, but I know everybody Everybody in their own little world thinks that they, you know, are more important than everybody else. And I'm like, well, that's not really how it works. It's it's a meritocracy for sure. Sure, you got to earn that shit. You got to earn it. And you got to sustain it. Um, that's the battle we've been fighting our whole lives as musicians, right? You're just trying to stay in the game, trying to get people in the building. People are asking me about the music business. I'm like, well, 
yeah, the music business, we're not really, the music business now is really a business of trying to cram as many people in a building as possible. That's our business. I don't care. Because they're not buying records. They're yeah, not buying records. records. Go, go bye-bye a long time ago. So uh, it's all about cramming people in the building. So for whether you're Rodney Atkins, Brooks and Dunn, or the local band, that's your game. If 100 people's a sellout at your local bar, I promise you that bartender's going to pay you. And if he doesn't, bring those 100 people across town. Absolutely. And you're fine. You're fine. It's always been that way from my first band in Boston. When they give you little tickets, that you had to make sure people turned in at the door with your name on it, your band name, so they could track. So much so that I was the knucklehead either putting one of our guys at the door to make sure that got done right, or I was at the door making sure our tickets got counted because I knew we were going to bring in 400 tickets and I wanted the credit because that's how it works. Yes, so when the, exactly. when the next gig comes up to open up for a national act, I'm like, hey, remember when we brought in 400 people to the All Ages show two weeks ago? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll give you guys that slot. So that's my two cents. And, and here's a couple Here's a couple of extra hundred dollars for you guys because yeah. I know you're going to... Yeah, the band... There you go. The, we'll pay you guys 400 bucks. Like, what? Great. Dude, a, a great thing, even if you're not all about their music, that Twisted Sister documentary oh, is amazing great. in the sense that they were making so much money in merchandise and yep. playing... In that local, that regional area sure. that they were doing, it's like, why would you? St- I mean, they were so smart, and I think it was the uh, the, the one guy in particular, uh, JJ, right? Was it JJ, yeah, they, who's also a manager now, yeah, and all yeah, that? Yeah. He's he was brilliant, and what he was. I'm not and D and those guys. I'm not saying, but I mean, it was definitely a group effort. But my point is, the way they did that was incredible. I remember you seeing know? those guys. Uh, I remember seeing the ads for those guys. In the local paper, me growing up in Southern Connecticut, before they were ever signed, I mean, they would just be playing New Haven or where all these rock clubs, and I'd see them because I'd look as a little kid in the newspaper. I'd see, I'd look at the movies and I'd see what bands were coming, or I'd look at the club listings. I didn't even know what it meant. I wasn't old enough to go to a club, but I'd see what the band names were. NRBQ. I'd see Twisted Sister. Oh, I'd see all these bands in the like late seventies that were playing all the local bars and uh twisted sister was one of them they just relentless and they would pack the clubs you know so people like oh they suck i'm like okay yeah but they're they're hammering it you know they're they're getting it done they're doing business that's a great point you don't have to like the band you can appreciate what they're doing if you have a band that's selling out friday and saturday nights man more power to you but if you you're only getting you know 10 people and you know Eight of those ten are your wives or your brother, sister, mom. You can't go, you know, you can't, you know, you really can't go, why are we not? Right. So we're the best. So a, it doesn't really matter. A local band wants to bring in eight people who didn't pay because they came in with the band and they want to get paid a thousand bucks or something like And then drink beer for free or at a discount. I'm like, what are you talking about? If it's not your job, what are you crying about? Go have fun and play Thanks. music. Go play music. Like, what are you doing? Thank you. Yeah, trying to hit up the local guy who lets you play there, and you brought no one in. I don't know how many times I can say it. It's, you're, you're crazy. Like, you're, you're nuts. It's pretty funny. It's in a, Almost think about how... Are you arrogant, or are you just stupid? 
to even mm-hmm. think Both. that you could pull some some other people in there going, yeah, let's do this right now. While while every, <laughs> while the smallest businesses in in America are generally like pubs and little, you know, like like that right, kind of right. stuff, who depend so much on liquor sales and everything, right? Yeah, let's let's. You give that guy, you give that that person, man or woman, you give that person more shit. They're gonna put in a, a, you know, Sirius XM in a heartbeat or something. You know, they're gonna put in like a a jukebox in like a minute. They don't, you know, get out of here. You know, like we'll just play our favorite songs. You know, I'll bring in, you know, they'll bring in a radio at that point. You know, and uh, put a boombox up there if you're gonna be just an an ass. You know. How come, why, okay, I had a box come the other day, and it had a freaking piece of, uh, that around, the, the, what's it called? Not saran wrap. Like shrink uh, wrap or whatever? The plastic wrap? How the fuck is shrink wrap so, it's this, how the fuck is that so hard to get through? It took me, I'm ripping the box, Max is laughing at me, he's like, daddy, I'm like, it's a piece of, it's a little, what, what, what did they do to make this, what? What is it? Oh my god! What is Did it? You ever see the curb your enthusiasm when he's trying to get? I forget what the little plastic, those hard shell plastic containers he was trying to open it in his kitchen. It was just a small riff where he was just screaming at the package. It was so funny. Uh, oh, I haven't no. I haven't bought a thing. I haven't gone anywhere. I haven't done anything. I ordered a modern drummer. You know? Oh, the Neil the Neil one. The Neil one was was the May issue, right? And I saw it online. It was sold out. So of course. Well, I called right them. I so. said, "Hey, what's the deal? You know, I I love you guys. You know, I've on and off for years, whatever. Um, oh, it's sold out. But if you order, if you order the VIP access subscription, you get we're, we reserve some of those copies for people who order the VIP, whatever that means. Uh, subscription. We'll we'll mail you that May issue. I'm like, okay. Well, I shouldn't order anything, but. Okay, I'm in. So for I ordered it. I ordered the subscription a month ago. Obviously, more important things have gone on in that time. Um, but they just emailed me today that the Neil issue went out and it's coming to my house. The oh, May I bet issue. it's going to be great. The June issue is oh. already out. So I had to order the year subscription, which, you know, I want to keep those guys in business. They're kind of, I think, still mom and pop. The woman on the phone had been working there since 1984 at modern drummer um so they're hoping to keep the print thing going which for that magazine and some magazines the print thing's kind of the deal man you gotta have i don't like the online subscription it's just i don't like looking at it online i don't no i like i like physical copies i like yeah that's what's funny about that magazine too because we talk about this all the time is it not only is it the articles? It was always as a kid. It was always the ads. So yeah. So I, I was really happy about that, and uh, I was joking with her. I'm like, remember when we thought Neil passing was the worst thing that could ever happen this year? Uh, I've been seeing some stuff about that Michael Jordan thing. I haven't watched oh, any I haven't of watched it yet. That either. Just People... Some of the blips. But you know what the coolest thing to me is. They keep showing different eras of the sneakers, and you and I are such big sneaker. Love it, you know, especially '80s sneaker fans. Yeah. You and I, '80s and the early '90s, yep. the sneakers were killer, killer, oh killer. And oh, his mom kind of pushed him to go with uh, uh, 
with the Nike thing. He didn't want to go. He didn't want to go meet with them. He really wanted to play Adidas, wear Adidas sneakers. Or wait, yeah, Adidas he wanted. And they just weren't set up at that time to do it. So imagine this, 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 there was a great article about that. Imagine how the, it would have changed. Yeah. Well, he, you know? he, he changed the game, right? Because before that, when you think about sneakers like Magic Johnson, Larry Bird stuff, that was Converse, right? Yeah. Uh, Nike was on it, but they that endorsement kind of franchise thing, Jordan changed the whole world with that. You know, I mean, yeah, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, sort of. Uh, who else at that time? Before that, everybody, you know, all athletes had it. Uh, Kareem. Um, they all had you know, they all had shoe yeah. deals, but it, it, it hadn't changed yet. You know, back then, uh, I said I think the Magic Larry Bird one was like the first time maybe that they they pitted them against each other and they made it like a thing. Get the get the green and white Larry Bird or get the you know the Magic. You I know. was just gonna say that. Do you, do you remember the gr- the green suede with the white? Com- yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. love those, dude. Those were killer. And of course, in Boston, everybody wore oh. those things, right? Uh, I wasn't a Celtics fan in Boston, so I didn't touch those things. But uh, um, And I was more into tennis then, so I was kind of following the tennis shoe. But that, that didn't really start to happen really until, again, Agassi blew that out of the water for uh, for Nike, you know, uh, back then in the sort of mid-'80s uh those black and gray ones are still my favorite. We all wore them on my my high school tennis love team. It. We all got love them. it. Love it. Those were killer, if, killer. If I, and I don't, I never did this. I still don't think that way. If I had a, if I had a box of each that I kept of each of those shoes, I maybe I could retire on those things. Um, uh, I had a friend ask me. We saw an old picture, an old band picture of me from the late '80s, and I was wearing a white, white Jordans. He's like, "Do you still have those?" Like, are you nuts? Of course I don't have those. I, I wore them till they fell off my feet. No, we didn't. Right. We didn't have, I know we had one pair of sneakers. Well, and I didn't buy that them to, put, to leave them in the closet. Right. I bought them to wear them on my feet. I wore them every day, you know. Uh, I, I bought them to use. Um, it didn't occur to me to keep them for 20 years. That would be insane. Where would I keep them? In my little apartment in Boston? All right, that's it. Let's wrap this up. So, uh, hey, go to uh, TreyGrayFoundation.org. Send us an email at... I forgot the email. Great. (laughs) Send us an email, questions, thoughts, what do you want to hear, what you don't want to hear, what you like, what you don't like, at uh, tkcwpod at gmail.com. tkcwpod at gmail.com. Ask Trey all kinds of questions. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Uh, you're. Kevin. You're. <laughs> oh, my God. We can never get this right. All right. You're Trey. You're Kevin. And we're changing the world. Cheers and blessings, everyone. All right. Get out of here. You weirdo. One podcast day.